Vegas, we know that excessive speeding in our city is a real problem. 2021 was the worst year on county roads in over a decade, with 230 fatalities. And this year has already seen an 18% rise through June. In a recent article, RJ reporter Michael Scott Davidson looks into our city's ticketing practices in search of a solution. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I get to talk to Michael regarding his extensive reporting on the subject and the way Las Vegas manages our traffic violations. It's Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Today is a professional day. From the- I'm, I'm feeling like it right now. In, in, my, in my closet here. Bringing you professional things directly from the closets. Uh, Michael Scott Davidson and Vogue Robinson. Michael Scott Davidson, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, we brought you on because you wrote an article titled, Thousands of Ticketed Drivers Get Breaks in Las Vegas Courts, Sometimes with Fatal Results. I want to pick your writer brain, like writer to writer. What made you pursue this subject and what was the pitch? Well, it all stemmed from a wreck that happened here in January in North Las Vegas, as a lot of your uh, listeners will remember, there was this horrific accident where uh, a man was driving a car on a street that was uh, 30 miles per hour or 35 miles per hour. And he was driving at over 100 miles per hour on the street, uh, runs a red light. Uh, careens into the side of a minivan that was carrying a family uh, that was going to lunch and then hit several other cars. But that impact killed him, the driver, his passenger, and all seven members of this family that that were driving. Yes. So we began to look at the uh, history of the driver, Gary Dean Robinson, and myself and another reporter at the RJ, Glenn Pewitt. What we found was is that since August 2020, So not even two years before this crash, Gary had received five speeding tickets from the highway patrol, from local police departments across the Las Vegas Valley. But the Nevada DMV, which keeps state records on people's driving habits and is kind of the clearinghouse, the central repository for somebody's official driving record with the state, said that he had a clean three-year driving history. And, And these two these two sets of facts just did not match that's up. That's not each accurate. Other. Yeah, I was like, that's a discrepancy. <laughs> so obviously, Glenn and I wanted to know, well, what's going on? And what we found out was that in most of those cases, when Gary had received a ticket, he had gone to court and he had been given either in court or online a reduction that turned his speeding tickets into parking violations. And parking violations aren't reported to the DMV because it's it's a parking ticket. It's a non-moving ticket. Right. And so, you know, we had heard from our sources when we were reporting this out that, you know, this really is the norm, not the exception in Nevada. And, you know, you should look more into this. And that's what kind of sent me down this longer, months-long rabbit hole of trying to figure out, well, how often does this happen? And what kind of charges are being reduced to parking? Yeah, absolutely. I live not too far from, well, we used to live like right off of MLK and Cheyenne. So yeah, we 
heard about it and it was such devastating news because when you hear about fatalities, period, it's it's so devastating. But to hear someone's entire family, all of their children, like that's, yeah, that's next level frightening. The human toll of that crash is just almost incomprehensible. It was it was terrible. Absolutely. So your investigation showed that of the 95,000 speeding tickets filed in Las Vegas, over 80% were reduced to parking violations. Like they just waved their magic wand and transformed it from speeding into a parking violation. What is that process? Can you walk us through how people even get a speeding ticket transformed into a parking violation? Sure. And that was the city of Las Vegas. That's just one jurisdiction that we took a really deep look at because they provided us uh, very detailed data and they're one of the larger courts with a lot of traffic tickets in them. But to get a speeding ticket or any traffic ticket reduced to a parking violation, it's, it's really not that difficult at all. You don't even have to step into the courtroom. Um, a lot of people are able to just go online to the court's website and they can enter a plea there. And if you plead guilty or no contest, which is where you're not saying you're guilty, but you're saying there's probably enough evidence to show that you are. So you're not going to fight it. You can get it reduced immediately right there and just pay your fine in court. You know, we went to the court and spent a week there. One of the things that we saw was just this lightning fast process where there would be open court and traffic court every morning or several mornings a week. And folks would file in with their traffic tickets. And even before the court got started, a city attorney would walk up to them you know, with a sheet of paper, be calling names. And when your name got called, you go and walk up to the city attorney. And before the person who had the ticket could even say anything, the city attorney would be like, oh, Mr. Davidson, you've got this ticket. We're willing to offer you parking today with a reduced fine. You won't have to get any demerit points. You won't have anything. Um, would you like to accept that? And the person would be like, of course. Yeah. It's a great deal. And that negotiation, if you could call that, would take under two minutes, very most often, sometimes under one minute, boom, bada bing, bada boom, it's done. So in that process, even when we think about, okay, for reckless drivers, like what is reckless driving definition wise? Reckless driving is a very serious charge. It's one of the most serious charges that isn't DUI or something that results in somebody being hurt. Um, so if you get ticketed for reckless driving, it's eight demerit points on your license, which is a very large number if you get that conviction. That's a very serious charge. And we saw dozens of those cases, though, in the data had been pled down to parking tickets. The city of Las Vegas, their court did that pretty often, although not every court does. Why does the court make these decisions? You know, it, it really comes down to to the sources I talked to. It comes down to a matter of efficiency. That process I just described when we were in a traffic court, taking mm -hmm. about three minutes overall to this handle- quick, a, rapid speed court case. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't take the court any time if you have it resolved online. It's all taken care of through these automated processes. There's tens of thousands of tickets per year in these courts. If every single one was taken to trial, it would bring the system to its knees. What do critics say result from reducing speeding tickets? Right. Well, the critics see it as a trade-off, right? So there are tickets that are for people going one to five, one to 10 over, right? And you know the critics that I spoke to of this process, they weren't saying that every single ticket reduction needs to go away. Uh, these low-level speeding charges, these lower point violations, especially if it's someone's first offense, they don't really mind if, if that's reduced to a parking ticket. 
But what they were really concerned about was our data showed that in the city of Las Vegas, for example, more than half of all traffic tickets were people allegedly going 30 miles per hour over the speed limit, 40 miles per hour over the speed limit. More than half of all those were reduced to parking violations. And most of them, it did not appear that a person was required to attend traffic school to get that reduction. So that essentially disappeared. There's no inconvenience in your life, no incentive to even make a change, it feels like, if that's the case. If you can pay your fine, then basically it goes away, right? And so these these critics of the system, I should say they're not just police. They're people like UNLV's Aaron Breen, who's one of their traffic safety experts. They're Andrew Bennett with the Clark County Office of Traffic Safety, newly formed Office of Traffic Safety. But he's been a traffic safety official here for a very long time. They are very concerned by this process when we're seeing the number of fatalities on Clark County and state roadways going up for the last couple of years. And the idea is, is there this trade-off of for efficiency for speed to get through this massive number of tickets, that there's not enough accountability being hoisted upon the drivers that are committing these infractions or allegedly committing them, I should say. And it's not the only thing. Certainly there are things like engineering, how our roadways are engineered, how they're built, Mm -hmm. things like education, are people, you know, well-educated enough about when they should slow down. If the conditions are like this, are you driving the right way? Just why you should be driving safely. But enforcement, which this is under the umbrella of, is a mm-hmm. concern to them. And these ticket reductions are. Right. I'm glad you used umbrella. I was like, umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that was the thing, too. When I think about this, it's like Las Vegas Valley has multiple jurisdictions and governing bodies that I don't even fully understand. Like I've lived in North Vegas for the most part, but I was Clark County Poet Laureate. I do events in the city of Las Vegas, even for Henderson, if I want to do If I want to have a business in Henderson, I need a business license for City of Henderson even. So it's like there's all these different governing bodies and it feels so complicated. Do you think that that issue of here's all these different places with different sets of data, is that making identifying dangerous drivers more difficult? It it undoubtedly is, I believe. You know, there are officials who have said as much. If you think about the Las Vegas Valley, just this amorphous blob of cities that kind of border one another. You can live in Henderson or North Las Vegas and in one week very easily drive in unincorporated Clark County, you know, Mm -hmm. Las Vegas, Henderson, North Las Vegas. You can drive in all of them on a regular basis. But each of these, the three cities and the county each have their own traffic court. And these courts do not do a good job communicating or sharing data with each other about who has traffic tickets. So even if your court has a policy or your jurisdiction has a policy that says, if this is your third traffic ticket, we're not going to give you a reduction to parking. That can be hard to enforce because you might, it might be your third traffic ticket in three months, but maybe you got one in unincorporated Clark County. Maybe you got one in the city of North Las Vegas, and now you have one in the city of Las Vegas. And to each of those courts, it would be your first time appearing before them. But and it is in different jurisdictions. But as a resident here, you know that you know if someone's driving dangerously in North Las Vegas, they're very likely di- driving dangerously in Las Vegas. So right, it, it's not like there. It's not like this is us versus you know R- Washoe County. Either way, there's no border. There's no border exactly. between those spaces, and you don't have to check in when you go from North Las Vegas to to Las Vegas to Anderson. It's You're on the same freeway. (laughs) Exactly. And because these court systems operate in information silos, and so do the police agencies when they're looking at the driving history of somebody, it can be very hard to identify 
who gets a break and who doesn't. And that DMV history that I was talking about, the Nevada DMV driving history, again, is supposed to be this one-stop shop for seeing the infraction someone has committed. But if your tickets are constantly reduced to parking, they never go on that DMV record. So that one-stop shop is basically rendered very ineffective and it becomes it can become this cycle. So with your article, I want to shift gears and kind of talk a little bit about some of like what feels like the implications of that article. Because you shared stories about the crashes where the driver was a repeat offender who had their tickets reduced, their traffic tickets reduced. They're really powerful stories, but do we have data on how many drivers involved in fatal crashes also had previous tickets reduced? So this is the one area where I wish we had been able to complete a more thorough analysis, but we were limited by the data that the governments and the courts provided us. And this comes back to that idea of everything siloed, it's not interconnected, and it's very hard to connect the dots. So first of all, the largest traffic court in the county, the unincorporated county, their court, did not provide us data at all. They said that they just couldn't and they didn't have the obligation to. Half the people that live in the Las Vegas Valley live in unincorporated areas. So the number of traffic tickets that were even filed there outpaced all the cities combined. So you have this very large swath of uh, data that we simply were not able to access. The city courts that we did get data from, those records didn't include the driver's birth dates. So connecting the dots between John Smith, who got a ticket in North Las Vegas, and or even another John Smith that got a ticket in North Las Vegas or Las Vegas. It becomes very hard. And then we had to go and confirm all of those by hand, by checking in with the different agencies, pulling the tickets, confirming stuff with the courts, with police agencies. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I would have really liked to do is not only identify every single time a driver in a fatal wreck, and of course there's hundreds of them per year, had a history of ticket reductions. I also would have liked to see, I talk about that demerit point system, how many drivers would have had enough tickets to have their license suspended temporarily, but did not because of the parking reduction. And that would have been a very powerful thing to figure out too, but we simply had the data that we were provided was limited. And so we did what we could with it. So how can we tell that cutting down these ticket reductions will make our streets safer? Speeding causes one third, is a factor in one third of all fatal wrecks in Nevada. It's a major factor, and that's why I keep coming back to it, because we all know the dangers of speeding. You see somebody zip by at 30 miles per hour over the speed limit, you, you kind of clinch the steering wheel a little tighter because you know that person could be causing a wreck up the road in front of you. We have developed this culture, these experts believe, where basically somebody can get a speeding ticket or any other kind of ticket, and they're kind of like, they shrug it off and they say, I'll pay my fine, I'll get my reduction, and that'll be that. Where, and they, they don't think they'll risk losing their license. And if we had this system that focused more on the accountability aspect and not just securing the fine, but the accountability aspect of tracking who could be a dangerous driver, getting them into traffic safety school to you know, try to correct some bad habits, to knowing that, hey, this is the third time this person's been pulled over in a year. You know, right. I shouldn't write them a ticket for one to 10 when they were going 20 over, or we shouldn't reduce that ticket to parking in the courts. They think that extra layer of accountability will help shift people to drive safer because they know that they won't just dodge the consequences of it. The other side of this, I think, is we were our producers and everybody were talking about the fact that also a recent Stanford study found that Black drivers are 20% more likely to get pulled over. 
So if we're ratcheting up the consequences, that's going to disproportionately affect some groups more than others. Were racial disparities in traffic stops and violations part of the conversations with any of the experts you spoke to? That wasn't a topic that was really raised by the experts that I spoke with. They were more focused on once a ticket is given out, what happens to it? Is it enforced? One group that I did speak to, which didn't make the final cut of the article for space reasons, but that was the Nevada office of the Fines and Fees Justice Center. And they've done a lot of work to help create what they see as a more fair and equitable justice system in the state for people of color, especially when it comes to traffic tickets, because there's a lot of fines and fees associated with that, right? Mm-hmm. And so they told me that they thought that the traffic or the current ticket reduction system actually created a two-tiered justice system, one mm. that actually favored wealthier people by allowing them to pay extra fines by paying an extra fine to bypass traffic safety school. And they also said they found it antithetical to public safety that those higher speeding tickets, 30 miles per hour, 40 miles per hour, got reduced down to parking. And, you know, and I should just point out again, in our reporting, you know, we found that in the city of Las Vegas, more than half of those tickets, 30 miles per hour, 40 miles per hour, got reduced down to parking. Got reduced. So what are some of the other solutions that experts proposed? Well, I think when it comes to solutions, there's this these changes coming next year that a lot of officials, or at least some, are really pinning their hopes on that is going to mark a you know a change, maybe a massive shift in how things are uh, handled when it comes to tickets. And the first thing is that there's going to be this new statewide case management system for managing traffic cases. They're supposed to be. And so we talked about that siloed court systems, right? Well, if there's one case management system, the hope is by officials, including judges, that there will be, it will be easier to track people across jurisdictions and see, hey, John Smith, this is your fifth ticket, right? And even though they've been across four different cities, we know this and we can you know, better identify that you're engaging in what appears to be some risky behavior on the roadways that could hurt you or someone else. And the other is that most traffic tickets starting next year are going to become civil matters, not criminal anymore. And one judge I spoke with said, well, because of that, there is a lower burden of proof to prove that a traffic infraction occurred. It's no longer, you know, with, um, you know, with criminal, it's supposed to be beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that they will be easier to prove these traffic violations occurred. And so that fewer reductions are going to happen. Now, the big caveat to that, right, is that we have to see how all that plays out. Michael, thank you so much for being um, our guest today on CityCast Las Vegas and getting your reporting in like a professional. (laughs) We appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. It was my pleasure. You can read Michael's article titled Thousands of Ticketed Drivers Get Breaks in Las Vegas Courts, Sometimes with Fatal Results, on ReviewJournal.com. Time for some news. What's happening in town, Sonia? Hey there. So, Lake Mead has surrendered another body. This is the third set of human remains to be revealed by the receding waters. No real details have been made public yet, but this is Vegas. You can bet the phones are already ringing at the Mob Museum. Meanwhile, with its thousands of flowers, the Bellagio Conservatory could be considered one of the city's most soothing spaces. So now you and up to five others can eat there too. 
The six-seat garden table will serve food from the Michael Mina kitchen, among others. Of course, this being the Bellagio, this experience will come with a hefty price tag. It'll be $250 a person. You know, for special occasions. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review and tell us what you loved. Rate the show, tell a friend, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Drive safe. Twenty twenty one was the worst year on con- country on country roads. <laughs> okay. Again. <clears throat>